This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. On today's podcast clip, we have the head of marketing of the Collingwood Football Club, Karina Whiteford. It's funny you say that because I remember actually prior to the career counselling session, I went and saw um, just one of the school counsellors because I got a B in physics. Okay. And I thought that was the end of my schooling career. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Um, that was probably year 10 or 11, so yeah. it wasn't at the year 12 sort of standard. But I remember just thinking the end of the world because I was not good at something and that was probably the first time that I had to try hard. So that was a good life lesson. Okay. High achiever. <laughs> makes sense. Oh, yeah. Definitely makes sense. Yeah, and I, uh, so I just felt like, uh, and you probably felt the same way, that mm. it really helped with an undergraduate business degree, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have mm-hmm. to do all of those subjects and yeah. sort of, you know, the first two or three weeks came relatively easy because yeah. you already knew those base, you know, deficits and credits Absolutely. and debits and credits mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, so you did your undergraduate degree at UniSA? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which degree did you do? I did the Bachelor of Marketing and Communications. Okay, yeah. Which was new at that point. I think that was the first or second year that they'd run that particular um, degree. Uh, where they had put in a lot of the communication subjects yeah. into the Bachelor of Management Marketing, I yeah, think it was at that point, yeah, um, because they found a lot of people choosing those electives, so they sort of built a custom degree. I don't know if it's still around. Uh, I think that one's still around. The other one's Bachelor of Business Management or something like mm, that. Yeah, Bachelor of Business Marketing. Yeah, so I did a lot more of the communication subjects than um, a lot of the colleagues I've worked with had. They did a lot more of the management marketing. Okay. Mixes, so, yeah. And how did you find that course? You loved it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it is about communication and even just as an operational style, I, I really thrive on problem solving okay. is probably a core strength of mine, um, but communication I just really enjoy. I don't know whether it's the language or the interaction or the interpersonal part of it, but, yeah, being able to, to write something that's meaningful and really connect with someone is it's the most rewarding feeling, I think. Okay. So I really enjoyed that aspect of the degree. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I yeah, that degree was around um, when I did my undergraduate as well. Yeah. I did the the other program, right? The Bachelor of Management Marketing. Yes. Uh, that's what I ended up going with, which was a little bit more, um, yeah, like like mm. you said, focused on those management courses. Mm. I tried to do a little bit of like the entrepreneurial sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Because um, I've always liked the idea of creating something from nothing and then, mm-hmm that having a further economic impact and creating wealth for not just myself but people who would end up working for, for something. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, entrepreneurialism is, is great for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you like the copywriting sort of side of things. Mm-hmm. And has that helped you with your career? I think so. I think it's actually interesting um, reflecting on sort of my career prior to, to now. Um it's interesting how you think that, and this is my view on it, is that you you think your skills lie in what you contribute to a business. And I actually think your skill lies in how you operate. So I wouldn't say I'm an exceptional marketer or an exceptional brand manager or anything, but I would say I am talented at creative problem solving okay. and the application of that in a marketing and brand context. So I think... I forgot what your original question was. It doesn't even matter what my original question was. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so the communication side of it, I think, has always been how do I inspire or empower 
the person reading this on the other end to believe it or to to be emotively connected to this or to want to or be compelled to take that action. So, yeah. you know, saying buy this bottle of water, it's a dollar versus this water is super hydrating and it will make you feel amazing because you feel replenished and rehydrated and like you can tackle the world completely two different messages mm. and completely two, two different outcomes. And I really like that. You can't sort of, there's no sort of systematic way of doing it. That's fascinating. So did that, mm. did that shape your early career as well? Like, so you finished your undergraduate program in mm-hmm. 2012, roughly? Yes. Yep. I would have graduated. Yeah. Start of 2012. So I yeah. finished subjects in 2011 yeah. when you were my final tutor. <laughs> IMT, integrated marketing techniques, whatever it was called. Um, that was a fun course. It's still around. <laughs> it's really good, Ooh. actually. Super, like, applicable. Yeah. Like, I sort of still think about it now and think it was a really good subject. Um, yeah, so I graduated in 2012 and I was working part-time throughout the final couple of years of my degree. So I was studying part-time as well. Um, yeah, and it, I don't think at that point I had realised that I enjoyed the problem-solving or that I that was my skill set. I just knew that I enjoyed what I studied and I couldn't wait to actually be doing it um, as my job. Mm. So then when you graduate, you've got all these like amazing ideas of all the things you want to be doing. Um, but then you've just got to find the place that wants you to do it for them, (laughs) which is notoriously hard for a graduate. Mm. Um, (laughs) yeah, very hard. Yeah. Super hard. Um, and especially when there's so many skilled people out there, um, and we, operate, and we operate in a global scale mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, exactly right. And yeah, so I just really focused on finding an entry point and that's sort of, I think the path that my career took me made me realize that the consistent thing throughout all my jobs and roles that I had was actually that I was good at problem solving rather than any particular aspect of my job. So, right. so what, what was your first break then into industry? Because you did mention Ugh. it can be quite difficult for people to... Yeah, and I think it's it is, it's really difficult to, um, I guess, convey your skill level without having anything to prove it. And I think that's certainly, um, looking at it now, if I were to be recruiting for someone, it is hard to, to trust someone without having any proof points and you sort of have to go on a lot of different facets other than skills and, and experience, I guess. Um so I sort of just looked at a whole different types, all different industries, all different roles. Um, wasn't too selective. I sort of just understood that I would find the industry I would be right for eventually um, and just wanted to get my foot in the door with some marketing experience. So um, ended up working in property retail, okay. getting in a marketing assistant job, um, which is shopping centres. So working on behalf of investors to – um, yeah, of course, increased sales attendance or not sales attendance. That's now, um, like sales, like traffic, retail traffic and cumulative sales. So that was probably a good entrance point into understanding revenue as well as a marketer. So yeah. that really shaped that aspect of, yeah. Okay, and where did you, where did you move from there? Cause you were at South Australian Tourism Commission for a bit? Yes. So I was, after I went, so I worked with RepPro, they escalated me as the business grew, I grew with it, which was fantastic. Um, and that really helped me grow as well um, and really gave me a lot of autonomy in how I grew. Um, and then moved to, um, yeah, South Australian Tourism Commission where I worked as a marketing exec 
for the Clipsal 500 Adelaide, as it was known then. Yeah, it's changed now, um, like Superloop or something. Yes, yeah, Superloop yeah. 500 Adelaide, yes. Um, got to get the sponsors right. Um, <laughs> and that was when I realised that sport was exactly where I wanted to to work. Okay, that was your aha moment. It was my aha ah, moment. Sports it was, marketing. And Bam. motorsport as well. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> it was certainly not. If had someone had asked me straight out of uni, I would not have said motorsport would be the turning point. Um, but just the pace, the pace at which everything moved, I've always really thrived under pressure. Um, I mean, everyone does their assignments for uni at the last minute, but I think that <laughs> that, was, that was almost a strength of mine. Randomly would get good marks. Um, yeah, so I've always sort of known that I would be good in a pressure environment, um, but then actually realising it um, and just being exposed to an event that is national, has so many different um, strategic objectives um, and challenges as well. So motorsport is not something that is seen as glamorous or um, not something that you would necessarily associate growth with. Um, so it had its own sort of brand challenges that we had to overcome as well. So I just loved that whole, that role working there, the the challenges, the wins, everything, and the energy that just comes from a team that unites to just get so much work done in a small amount of time. I don't know. I'm smiling thinking about it just because I thrive off that energy. But yeah, that was when I was like, yep, this is what I want to be doing. This is the kind of environment I want to be operating in. Does anything sort of come to mind that there's like particular challenges during that event, organizing it, that your skills really complemented? I think going back to that problem solving thing, this yeah. is probably when I started to realize that was what I enjoyed. Um, and I started to realize that a job that sort of gave me tick boxes, this is your job, this is what you need to do, was never going to work for me. Yep. I needed something a bit more greenfields where I could really make my mark, really think about things, really absorb information. Relationship building became a really imperative part of my role, particularly at that, at the um, 500. So in the sense that, you know, there were so many different things happening and we were the communication point to fans both existing and new and all of the challenges we were trying to overcome um yeah that was I don't know like that probably was when I realized that I really liked getting all these different inputs and trying to factor them manufacture them into a really realizable and positive impactful outcome yeah so (laughs) long-winded way of saying it but yeah that was when I started to realize that Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.